I am Father Peter Mangum, back with another episode of Who is the Man of the Shroud? Dr. Cheryl White and I take on topics each week related to the most studied artifact and relic in all of history, the Shroud of Turin. This week, we turn our attention to something quite visibly identifiable on the shroud, the water stains. When looking upon the shroud of Turin with the naked eye, there are large areas of burn damage, scorch lines, and water stains on the shroud, all probably related to the 1532 fire in Chambéry. We've dealt before in a previous podcast with the parallel burn marks created from the intensity of the heat touching upon the metal relic which likely housed the shroud in 1532. Related to that, we may assume that all of the water stains are also a result of that fire. It is logical that water might have been used to douse the fire or cool the reliquary itself after the rescue of the relic from the burning church. However, There are other water stains on the Shroud of Turin that are not easily explainable by those 16th century rescue attempts. There are also large water stains along the edges of the long dimension of the cloth and at the point of its central axis that are believed to not only be older than the 1532 water stains, but potentially quite ancient indeed. Let's explore that topic today, for it is another truly fascinating aspect of this cloth. At the Cathedral of St. John Berkman in Shreveport, there is housed a full-size replica of the Shroud of Turin, and I do hope that this fall many of our listeners will come to see it during our October Shroud event, featuring Russ Brialt, Barry Schwartz, and Dr. John Jackson, along with Father Peter and myself. We will be spending October 11th through 13th hosting a conference in conjunction with the 40th anniversary of the 1978 Shroud of Turin Research Project. If you visit us at the cathedral for that event, please make note of the shroud exhibit and pay particular attention to these visible clues on the cloth itself that, as Father Peter has pointed out, are easily seen by the naked eye. The water stains are among the most obvious clues embedded in the shroud that provide some information about its environmental history. These water stains along the long dimension of the cloth and at the very center of the cloth are believed by experts to have originated from an event that predated the 1532 Chambéry fire. In fact, the water stains might point to an ancient event or a point of ancient origin in the earliest church. We spoke last week about the scarcity of the direct historical record from the earliest days of Christianity, likely due to a cultural explanation known as the discipline of the secret. So in light of that, let's be clear that the hypothesis proposed about these particular watermarks is not based in history, but in empirical observation. In 2002, scholars Aldo Gareschi and Michel Saichito published their assertion that the shroud folding pattern and the position of these water stains indicate that the shroud was stored, rolled up in some type of jar prior to the 1532 fire. The stains are consistent with what we might say was a leak through earthenware pottery through a process that resulted in the gradual absorption of water higher up into the linen over time. What is even more interesting about this hypothesis is that it also can be at least somewhat corroborated by early artwork. The Man of Sorrows icon that we've talked about before, which dates to the late 13th century, seems to show the central water stain so easily visible on the Shroud of Turin. Just another connection to make that argues for an earlier date for the Shroud in history, again supported by evidence in the cloth. 
One of the aspects of Shroud Studies that always impresses me is the way in which various disciplines, once applied to this cloth, all seem to suggest similar explanations. The way in which the scientific, photographic, historical, forensic, and chemical evidence all align is just so compelling, making its origin and image formation process all the more intriguing to scholars from every single field. Again, we've seen this week that those who study fold patterns of linen, for example, and the absorption rate of water in various types of cloths have so much to contribute to our overall understanding and in a way that completely supports work from so many other fields, including art history. There is always just so much more to learn. Please join Father Peter and I next week for another episode that will focus on another topic related to history. You've heard us talk about our research and interest in the Shroud's so-called missing years of 1204 to 1355, the very reason we went to the Vatican secret archives this past spring. There is a popular hypothesis that the shroud may have been in the possession of a French king who kept it hidden from view and perhaps even hidden from the historical record. Let's talk about that next, and we hope you'll join us. That's right. And please remember, it's never too late to rate this podcast on iTunes if you haven't done so already. And the subscription there is absolutely free. Alternatively, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram, and there is a WordPress page also dedicated to the podcast. You can search it everywhere on the web by this title, Who is the Man of the Shroud? Keep listening and send us your questions. As we often say in these podcasts, the Shroud of Turin just continues to draw us in with its many mysteries and the many questions that continue to come forth as more and more is known about it. Whatever you believe this cloth to be, if it is but a brilliant icon of Jesus' passion, or if it is indeed the true burial cloth of Jesus that depicts the very moment of the resurrection, there is no question that it pushes the limits of our imagination. Is it indeed the holy face? I am reminded of the passage from St. Paul's first letter to the Corinthians. At present, we see indistinctly as in a mirror, but then face to face. And then we also read in 1 Chronicles, We seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his face continually. Well, until next week, thank you for joining us for Who is the Man of the Shroud? And may the Lord bless you and keep you. May he let his face shine upon you and show you his mercy. May he turn his countenance toward you and give you his peace. Amen.